Good morning and welcome back to 501C TV. I'm your host, Janelle Harris, and this is the podcast that talks to thought leaders, system change leaders, nonprofits, nonprofit partners to talk about what is going on in the industry, any new events that are happening, and just to learn a little bit about each other. And this morning, I'm very excited to have in studio here with us Carrie Morrison with the Live Like Jake Foundation. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining. I'm very, um, very excited to have you on here because this is such an important, extremely important topic, especially I feel like in South Florida. Yes. We're going to get into this. Um, we're going to talk about who you are and what the foundation Live Like Jake is all about. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself and start us off. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Carrie Morrison, I am the founder and executive director of the Live Like Jake Foundation. Mm -hmm. And it was started back in 2014 after we lost our son to a drowning accident. Mm -hmm. It was um, November 30th, 2013, and we were visiting our family for the Thanksgiving Day holiday. And um, Jake, who was almost three years old, mm -hmm. snuck out of an unlocked door at the home we were visiting and fell into the intercoastal waterway. Were you guys from Florida? Born and raised. Okay, born and raised in Florida. Got born it. Born and okay. raised. Uh, and um, it took about 20 to 30 minutes to find him, and it was too late. There was They were never able to revive him. And um, that night... Really, you know, it's still hard to I not get emotional, but it, it, I'm, I'm going to cry this entire time, so it's okay. I tend to bring the mood down when no, I go no, to places. No. You're, you're great. <laughs> it's an important story to tell, and I'm very happy that you're here today. It's, you know, your children are your world. Yes. So at that time, my world was completely shattered. And, you know, over the, over the years, it's my heart's code coming back together and through the work that we do with Live Like Jake. Yep. Uh, but it just... It can happen to anybody. It's terrifying. So I, I will tell you that I I moved to South Florida six years ago, and my kids were, they were small. They were first grade, and my daughter was still in um, daycare. Mm -hmm. And I was terrified. And I, I told my now husband, I'm like, I do not want um, a home with a pool because my kids do not know how to swim. And I was terrified because every home here yeah. has a pool. And not just a pool. That's important to note with your story, which I think is really important, is that it's any body of water. Correct. And it's it, it can happen instantaneously. And um, I was terrified. So when I first moved here, I was like, you know, my kids were like, we, we moved here from Atlanta. And they had water wings on. And I was like, first point of order, I'm like, I have to, I have to get them into swim lessons. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about what about what ISR is, because I think that's really important mm -hmm. because th my kids were they were older by then. And I didn't do ISR lessons with them. But I want you to explain what sure. that is and why that's important. But I completely um, feel you as like a, a mom and just anyone with small kids, because it it is it takes as little as 21 seconds, 21 seconds. I mean, that is like quick answer of a phone call. Answering the door. Correct. Uh, social media check. Yes. So it was important, you know, when I moved down here because it, it is such a um, a terrifying topic that, like you said, in a split second. I'm a born and raised seconds. Floridian. Yeah. My mother still lives in the home that she lived in when they took me from home from the hospital. Oh my gosh. So I grew up here. And Jake actually grew up around the water. Mm -hmm. We boated all the time. He had a healthy respect for the water. Um, we had taken him that summer. We lost him for swim lessons. Mm -hmm. They were traditional swim lessons. Yes. And 
in five weeks, he didn't learn anything. And it was just a few months later that we had lost him. And so the day after we lost him, I told my family, I said, I saw those swim lessons for those babies. I don't care what any of you say. Julia, who was three months at the time, I said, mm-hmm. as soon as she's old enough, she's going in those lessons. And how old do you have to be? And we'll get into that. It's ISR. Six months, okay. yes, for Got the it. ISR. So I had some friends that had done it. I had seen it. You know, we went a different route. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't care what anyone says yep. when she's old enough. So we started her at eight months only because it was April and that's just, there was no indoor pools at the time. Right. And that's just when her pool opened, Stacy's pool. And it was one week into those lessons that we realized these could have saved Jake's life. Yeah. And with the help of the instructor, she was my best friend now. Yeah. She really helped guide me to start Live Like Jake and to offer these lessons to families that can't afford them mm-hmm. because they're private swim lessons. They're expensive. Yeah. And to date, we have done over 3,600 scholarships around the nation. Yeah. Wow. So we do about four to 600 a year. That's incredible. Yeah. So everything, you know, is all done in his memory. And one of the things that gets me out of bed every morning and, you know, keeping me moving forward because they really could have saved his life. Absolutely. And so tell me a little bit about ISR. So if people don't Mm -hmm. understand because you think swim lesson, my -hmm. kids did the traditional route. But ISR is totally different. Yes. So, so I will let you speak to that and okay. explain what that is because it's, it's, it's really cool, actually. It stands for Infant Swimming Resource, mm-hmm. and it is a self-rescue swim lesson. Um, there is some misconception because people think it's just for babies because it is Infant Swimming <laughs> right. Resource, but it's not. It's six months to six years and even older. Most instructors will, will teach older children. Okay. But the concept is they're going to learn how to save themselves. Gotcha. So when they hit that water... If they were to fall in, their instinct is to roll back and float. Got you. Babies, that's all they learn because that's all they're capable of. Right. You know, so if someone says, my baby was swimming at six months, no, your baby was not. Your baby can self-rescue. Yes. But swimming is a little out of their reach. Once they're about 15, 16 months and walking, they teach them how to, what they call swim, float, swim. So if they were to fall in and no one was there to save them, they could at least navigate their way out of the pool or the water. Interesting. So with Jake, he fell into the intercoastal. So even had he learned to swim with the traditional swim lessons, it wouldn't have saved him because there was no stairs right. or no wall to climb to. Right. And then once they're skilled, then they put them in clothes. So they'll put them in winter clothes, summer clothes, diaper, like shoes, everything. Wow. Which he fell in the water fully clothed. Of course, yeah. So interesting. You know, we'll never know, obviously. Right. If the lessons would have even saved him, it was windy, it was dark, you know, but at least he would have had a fighting chance and he would have known what to do. Absolutely. Interesting. Um, So tell me a little bit about some of the statistics about drowning. And and I think once you get into this, Mm -hmm. people will really understand why this is such an important topic for anyone with kids, kids at all. Yes. So drowning is the number one cause of death in children ages one to four, yeah, the number one. It used to be unintentional death. Mm-hmm. It's now the leading cause of death. And that is anywhere. Anywhere. Not just Florida. One to four. Yeah, one to four. So it, it's, um, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It really is it's like terrifying. a terrifying topic. It needs to be discussed more um, in the yeah. hospitals, in the uh, daycares, in the pediatrician's office. It really, truly can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. It's fast. Kids are curious. Yeah. And Jake 
was not your typical boy. He did not run to the water. He was just very cautious. Yeah. We know he was out there pushing his baby doll stroller. We found it in the water. So okay. he didn't just go run yeah. and jump in the water. Right, right, But right. there are a lot of kids that Absolutely. do. They're drawn to water. Yep. So if it can happen to a child like Jake, who was extremely cautious and not drawn to the water, it yeah. can happen to anybody. And that's the thing. And it's, um, you know, I think here in Florida, we automatically think, oh, swimming pool, swimming pool, swimming mm -hmm. pool. I put the gate the alarm, the this, the that, which are all great. great. Um, but, you know, if you can have um, something in place that they can do themselves to, to save yes. their own life, I mean, that is so important. So, um, so obviously, this is not a mission that you chose. And we no. talked about this on camera that a lot of nonprofits start up for a number of reasons. And, um, you know, knowing what you know now, because you said we, we're coming up on 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. 10 year anniversary, or you hit your 10 year anniversary. What has changed in 10 years? So tell me about the, the, the foundation itself, the mission, you know, some of the things that you've learned along the way that maybe can help some other people out there that might be in a similar situation or starting out, mm -hmm. a, you know, a new foundation like this. What are some things you could give them? Some, oh, we, some wisdom, I know. Carrie. <laughs> we have definitely come a long way. Yeah. In the beginning, our fundraisers were selling shirts and garage sales. I'm sure, yeah. Um, and then our first big event was our 5K. That was the first time we were able to really make a difference and start yeah. giving all of the scholarships. Um, I think my advice would be start small. Mm -hmm. You know, don't have that big picture sure. quite yet because there is a lot that goes right into running a nonprofit and make sure you have the time to run it. You know, I, I work seven days a week. Yeah. 363 days. I take Easter and Christmas. <laughs> oh my off. goodness. Um, but I, I will work every single day. I work on vacation, you know, and that's just me, but my, yeah, that's my work ethic and I just want to make a difference. Yeah. But you know, have, make sure you have the time, make sure you have a good support system. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it without our board and friends and family. And, you know, we've just, we've come a long way to having big events from, you know, yard sales. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually really, really crazy. Um, and I, I'm, I'm proud of you guys, because it's, you know, you have nonprofits that come on here that have been around for a long time that are, that are big, and it's challenging. I mean, no sure. matter what. So, especially to, you know, start one, and it's, it's, definitely all done with heart and love and you're you're doing it to absolutely you know to keep other people safe and yeah I didn't ask for this job absolutely you know there are some foundations that are run by high level yeah. executive directors that went to school specifically for right. it I'm like that's not me uh -huh. I was chosen you know for this um I'm a believer and I you know believe that you know this is supposed to be my I, mission. I agree, and I um, I'm glad you you said that because there uh, I, when I was on your website, um, the one part of the story that probably start crying again, but the one part of the story that I thought was that really spoke to me was tell me about the the underwater camera about the, the picture photo. of Jake in yeah. our logo. Um, yeah, I had ten thousand photos, and the week of the funeral, we're trying to get all these photos of Jake. Yeah. And I've got friends going through my computer and my husband's like, I got to find that camera I had. Mm -hmm. and I said, we have enough photos. It's right. okay. He's like, no, I got to find it. And it, it was a real small, thin camera that Jake thought was his phone. So he oh. would always pretend it was phone. Okay. So it was like two days before the funeral, Rourke got into his truck for the first time. And when he went to back up, he turned around and there was the camera mm -hmm. in Jake's car seat. 
So he pulled it out, went inside, and we found this photo. And that photo was taken eight, nine months before we lost him. Right. But because it was on his camera, I didn't see it. Yeah. And Jake loved to wear my shoes. <laughs> Which I thought was so cute. My mom's shoes. <laughs> I've got so many pictures of him. He just loved the clinking. And yeah. So he was in my flip-flops looking down, and that picture, if you see it on our website, yeah. it's not doctored. That was the it's light coming picture. in, and it was coming in in the triangle shape, which that was his favorite. He called them cacos. Don't oh. know why, <laughs> but you know, anywhere we went when he saw like a, a pyramid or something, it was always caco, and so it just all yeah. made sense for us. Right in that one photo, it too. Just, it just, we gravitate you know, towards that photo. Yeah. And we know we're going to be with them again. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just going to be some time. We'll all be together again. But, um, you know, in the meantime, we're just going to make a difference and yeah. try to save lives. And I really think, you know, that picture to me is like, it's his way of like shining a light on something that is like such a tragic, tragic thing that could happen to somebody. Of course, the one day I'm not wearing my shirt. That's the logo. <laughs> right. No, that's okay. We'll find it. It's on the website. Um, I usually have it on. Um, you look you look beautiful in pink, so it's all good. Um, so tell me a little bit about some of the events that you guys do. Um, actually, you know what? Before we get into events, I want to highlight, um, let's talk about the facility. Because when you talk about all the things that have changed in 10 years mm -hmm. and all the things that you've been able to accomplish... This is pretty cool because early in your story, you said we had to wait because, you know, there was no indoor pool to do, you know, sure. to do the lessons in. Tell me about this because I think this is really cool. I'm really, like, proud of you guys for being able to pull oh, this off. thank you. It's cool. Yeah, that was a very early on pipe dream. Like, wow, we need an indoor pool. Right. That way lessons don't stop. Yes. You know, I know we're here in Florida, mm -hmm. but the lessons still stop. It still gets chilly out. The water's Correct. cold. No one wants to be swimming yeah. in that Especially weather. Especially the week we've had here. Yeah. <laughs> so week. it was just something that we wanted to do. Yeah. And in 2020, uh, two weeks before COVID. <laughs> yeah. Perfect timing. That's we signed a lease <laughs> for a building that needed a lot of work, and then COVID hit, and it was there were some rocky times there, but we pushed through, and yeah. we opened up in November of 2020. We've had probably over a thousand kids come through the facility to. And learn is that how to in Palm Beach Gardens? It's in Palm Beach Gardens. Okay. It's actually an above ground is pool. It really cool. Just right there in our buildings. So I love that. Our goal is to have an in ground indoor pool. So we're trying to put the feelers you, out there. You can do that. You know, needs See? to be a little deeper so we can help the bigger kids. And yeah. we really want to be able to help children on the spectrum. You know, that's something yeah. that is that's... really important. 90% of their deaths come from drowning. Yeah. And um, we, want to, we want to work with that. I did not know community. that. Yeah. That makes complete sense. It's usually sense. from when they elope and they find the water. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. At that facility... Mm -hmm. Do you guys offer lessons for people that want to pay to get a lesson? Yes. Okay. Actually, the, the instructors rent the pool from us. Awesome. So we have five ISR instructors. They teach anywhere from 7 in the morning till 6 at night. Wow. So it is a, I like to say, a revolving door yeah. screaming kids. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so no, it is for regular students okay. and scholarship students. Which is awesome. Because I, yeah, that's what I wasn't sure. Because I know, obviously, sure. you, you do the scholarship. So what's the goal for this year? So I'm sure like every year it's increased mm -hmm. on the number of scholarships. So what do you have your sights set on for 2024? I would say to be still be able to do our four to 600 scholarships yeah. and and have a better idea of where our in-ground indoor pool will be. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, tell me about sponsorships. Do you guys have like 
corporate sponsors that are backing you and you yes know, we we have a couple it? events throughout the okay. year that we have sponsors for so our big 5k is april yes. 27th at abacoa okay it's a yep. big event 12 to 1600 um, participants that's so it huge. is a great opportunity for businesses to get involved and, and get their name out there. Okay. Uh, and our gala is always um, usually around October of every year. Got it. And we do have some businesses that just support us throughout yeah. the year, that not necessarily through an event. Sure. But, um, yeah, we're always looking for volunteers. That's what I was. That was my next question. So, what type of volunteer opportunities would there be? Because people are always they watch this and they're like, I want to get involved. I want to sure. help. How can they help? For us, it's mainly with events. Okay. You know, yeah. um, or just sharing our information, following us on social media, because that's that's where you make the difference mm -hmm. is reaching the parents. You know, we're Absolutely. not really educating the children. We're educating the parents Absolutely. on how quick and easy it can happen, how easy it's prevented. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really something I still struggle with 10 years later is that Jake didn't die from cancer, something out of my control. Correct. He died from something in my control. Mm -hmm. If all of the layers of protection were in place, if he had that last layer of defense, those self-rescue swim lessons, he'd be here today. Yeah. And I know all the other parents in my position mm -hmm. struggle with that as well. And it's preventable. Yeah. That, that's that's the part. So um, when when people come to you for scholarships, mm -hmm. how, how do they come to you and how... How do you choose them? Like, what's that process there? That's a great question. Yeah. Actually, on our website, livelikejake.org mm -hmm. or .com, whichever one you get to, they both take you to the same place. There's a tab that says scholarship, and all of our stuff is done online. Okay, And cool. it is income-based. So, um, But it's not just at that poverty level because these lessons are expensive. Yeah. So you may think, oh, I make too much. But we do allow for anywhere from about sixty dollars to $90,000, depending on how many children you have for gotcha. gross annual income. Okay. Perfect to, to be approved. I think that's really cool. Um, what? So okay. So we're we want to do like an in-ground pool. Yeah, <laughs> that's on the and, wish list. Yes. What are the What other things do you guys have that you you are your goals for the future? Just to see a day where not one more child drowns. Yeah. You know, to just pull up that website. Ninety-two children have drowned in Florida this year, yeah. and that's just recorded. That's yeah. And there was just one December 15th. You know, we we cannot go a month without at least one drowning. You know, yeah. there were six last month, five the month before. It just, you know, you think, oh, that's a summer thing or a spring. No, it is an all year round right. thing. So that's really our goal is to see a day where not one more child drowns, which yeah. I believe it's possible. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like, it's, I'm sure, like, I mean, for me, you know, frustration just with, <laughs> like, why isn't this something like that, you know, how do we get this available to every single it's very, it's, family, you know, that's, that's the hard part, that's the challenge. Yeah, it's a position sometimes I'm in that I wake up and when I see yeah. one, and when they're in our area, they really hit home I'm they sure really hit me hard yeah you know how do I not reach that family we're in the daycares we're in the hospitals we're you know we're on social media like how do we reach these people so if anyone has ideas yeah. please, you know reach out we love to collaborate but it you know again it's just about reaching parents about the importance yeah. of water safety you know and that's the great thing that you guys are doing because this isn't like a um you know a problem that you can come up with a solution and solve and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. There are kids being born 
every minute, every hour, every day. Yes. And so, um, you know, it's it's just a... And they're all a, at risk. They're all at risk. Like, that's, it that's happens, the part. You know, they do not discriminate. Yeah. There are country singer stars. There's Olympians. There's pastor. It just... They do not discriminate. Yeah. It happens to really, really good parents. Yes. And it's just one of those things you can't sit back and, you know, oh, I watch my kids all the time and, you know, it's no. never going to happen to me. 21 seconds. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's really like the, the one thing that, you know, resonates with me because that is. There's one story um, and this woman, they were on vacation with doctors. Her, They're all doctors. Mm -hmm. She split a brownie with her child, and then he snuck out of the apartment or the rental they were in. Mm -hmm. When she jumped in the water after him, she still had her brownie in her mouth. The doctors intubated him right away, and he did not make it. Yeah, that's hard. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, that's how said. quick it happened. She was still eating the brownie she shared with him. And then you have some people where their child was without air for 20 minutes and survived. Like, it's... Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to mm -hmm. it, and it really does happen to good parents. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing I think you know, like you just said, that's the misconception. Like, oh, you know, I watch and I have all these safeguards and it'll be fine, you know. And then the other thing too that I worry did worry about when my kids were much smaller and couldn't swim is when they are in situations where they are not with me. Mm -hmm. You know, what if they're at a friend's house or they're you know. Grandparents' house. Grandparents, friends, neighbors, they are out fishing in a pond. You can't be with them 24 7 That's the thing. And and that's really, I think, the important takeaway is, like, there's nothing bad that will come out of your child, you know, getting um, swim lessons or ISR when they're babies. Like, yeah, just do your research. Find what works best for you. Yeah. You know, ISR worked for my family. My baby started at six months and eight months. There's actually a video of Josie that has probably close to a billion views now. Really? Worldwide social media. Um, and it was just her as a baby being coaxed in and she rolled over because she was so tiny. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, it created quite a frenzy. I bet. Um, is that, good on, way your, is that on your website? It is. Yes, it's on our YouTube channel. Okay, I'll like have Jake. to look and if find you, that. Yeah, if you Google Josie Live Like Jake video, you'll see it. And okay. it's... Um, you know, it, it saved a lot of lives. And when when um, we had Julia, that's my second, my middle child, we were done. I had my boy, my girl, I'm right. 36 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and three months later, we lost Jake. And right. so we did have Josie. And when we were at the hospital, I told my friends, I said, God wasn't done. And maybe one day she'll save the world. Yeah. And then like not even a year later, that video went worldwide. Oh my gosh, that gives me like such was chills. viewed, And obviously she didn't save the world. But her video went worldwide, and I'd yeah. like to believe it saved a lot of lives. Absolutely. So, um, I think that's incredible. Um, anything else that you want our watchers, listeners to know? I, I'm so honored to have you here today because um, it's such an important topic. And yeah. so I thank you for being here. Um, is there anything else that you want people to know about Jake, um, about the foundation, about anything else? Um I'm sure he Jake be was so proud of you. <laughs> Jake was a really special boy. And I know all children are special, but he yeah. just really was just a happy go lucky child. No one met him that, you know, they just he just brought a smile to everyone mm -hmm. and he still continues to do so because yeah. I share his pictures and his he, smile yes. all the time. 
And uh, children are special. They're loved. They're your world. You mm-hmm. know, you got to protect them. And uh, real quick, the layers of protection, adult supervision, doors and windows locked mm-hmm. and alarmed at all times. Right. Uh, fence the pool. I get that asked a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't want to fence the pool. It's ugly. Right. <laughs> and I, I actually have a campaign out there and it shows a pool fence and it shows a child's coffin. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, What's uglier? One. Right. Absolutely. And it is the only barrier that will keep your, regardless of whether they know how to swim, it's a yep. physical barrier that will barrier that will keep your child from entering the water. Yeah. Please fence the pool. Quality self-rescue swim lessons. If you want to learn more about ISR, you can go to infantswim.com to find the closest instructor. They're all over the world. So, um, and CPR, you never know when you're going to need it. Yeah. That's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother podcast too. Like that's super, super important. Um, it can make the difference of one, if your child makes it, whether they're going to yeah, you know, live an impactful life from there or some of these families, it's, they lose their child all over again. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Well, thank you so much. Um, you. I'm really glad that you're here and um, love following along to see like just all the great work that you guys are have already done. Like oh, just, you. you know, like I said, you, you don't set out for this type of, of mission and foundation, but it's so needed. There's a reason for it. And, um, you. you know, if we can keep... Um, Jake's legacy going and and all the good work that you that you guys do the world. that's that's everything so thank, thank you, you so much um if you guys want to learn more about the foundation and what Carrie and they're all all these wonderful people are doing follow along um it's livelikejake.com or .org right both, both places <laughs> will, both places will get you there um and, um, and you can also find out um, about all of their events that you can support them at. So take a look at that. And um, if you have any questions about the swim lessons that they do or just swimming, uh, swimming lessons or um, drowning prevention in general, I'm sure Carrie would happy to help. be happy to help <laughs> you. So thank you again for joining us. And um, thank you again for joining us on 501C TV. And we'll see you next time. And also thank you to Kana House Studios, Wellington's first and only podcast web creation studio. Thank you.